This is Rock Solo. The show where you get to know the guys of Talkin' Rock in the Basement on a more intimate level. It is time for Rock Solo. Right now. Welcome back to Rock Solo. I'm your host, Chris. That's right. Tom is not hosting this show. Tom's been banned. He's gone. He's out of here. Just kidding. Tom is here. Tom himself is in, is in the hot seat. Tom, how does it feel to be on the other side of the show? It feels good, Chris. I, uh, I'm just happy to have not prepared anything. I just, Chris asked me here at a certain time into his basement. I begrudgingly accepted As the time. usual. Um, we saw, I saw leather toys and the stuff hanging up, and I, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not, for the other guests. We're not time. at that stage anyway. For, for the other guests. I understand. But it feels good to be here, Chris. It feels good um, for someone to me, ask me questions for yeah. a change instead of uh, me always asking and, everybody. And uh, you thought this was never going to happen. You're correct. Yeah. I was like, eh. <laughs> I did not hold my breath. Um, but I'm glad it's happened. I'm glad you finally got your S together. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm glad to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, jumping right in. You are kind of the mastermind behind Stop it. Talk and Rock in the Basement. Stop it. Uh, and also Rock Solo. Um, we've discussed in the past of how you would like a career in radio and, and comedy and all of that. Um, but bringing it way back, way back to a little Tom, skin and bones, Tom. Last week. <laughs> I got really fat this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's quarantine, man. Yeah, That's no, what no. quarantine. A quarantine fifty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> quarantine seventy five. Uh, um, your uh, love for music, especially classic rock, uh, kind of brought on this idea of of something to talk about because we wanted to do a podcast. There's podcasts about everything out there right now, um, and podcasts are pretty popular. What? Uh, but classic rock and music has always been a big part of your life. Um, was that your parents? Did your parents have a huge influence on your taste in music? They definitely did. But my parents are pretty chill with kind of everything they do, minus, um, I guess, anything political. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the older they get, the more, uh, I guess, leaning to a certain side, um, as many other do. And, and Facebook only uh, makes that. Oh, yeah. Even worse. More accessible. Knows, like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> your mom thought this? Yeah. Uh, no, everything is great. Um, my mom... Always love like Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. um, like Sticks. Basically, all your kind of generic classic rock songs you're hearing on the radio all the time. We would listen to the radio and hear that all the time. Plus, uh, my parents, my mom introduced Wayne's World to me. I was like, yeah. watch this one. And I was like, okay. And so we've always been into like on older movies, like 70s and 80s movies. And of course, the soundtracks are going to be these rock songs that we're all about, like CCR with all these Vietnam War movies, which I've always been into war movies. Um, and so I've always loved the soundtracks. You kind of hear the soundtrack, you kind of find out who sings this song. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to find out more about yeah. this song or this uh, artist. Um, so definitely the parents and, of course, just Hollywood, baby. They got me. Um, and just oh. listening to it, and you know it's good. My mom used to always give me these uh, this uh, kind of CD catalogs, mm-hmm. like this uh, little catalog whatever uh, she'd be like give it to me and like circle whatever cds you see in here oh yeah, and then yeah. i'll order them online oh yeah, and yeah. so uh, i was like i was i thought i was thinking really smart i was like <laughs> you gotta pick 
greatest hits because I was like, it makes sense. You only want the hits. Mm-hmm. It made sense. So I was, I would only circle if I see uh, Alice Cooper. I'm like, well, he has so many albums. I don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, we had dial up internet back yeah. then. So yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. couldn't go to the the yeah, internet it's a whole process. To ask all your yeah. and be like, what's uh, ACDC's best album? <laughs> like you can do now. And like. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't even worth it. And I'm like, ask my mom, she's like, I don't know, just pick one. Yeah, just pick like, one. <laughs> um, so I would pick like one of their live albums, which I did, mm-hmm. ACDC Live, uh, came out in 91. And then I'd play Alice Cooper Greatest Hits or uh, Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits. Because um, that just made sense to me. I was like, why would you get one of their CDs where it's like, there's there's not enough good. But you, understanding as more as you get older um, that about these B-sides and the deep mm-hmm. tracks. And that's where the, the good music really is. Um, all the singles and the hits, that's, um, of course, what the record company is telling you what to listen oh, to. Yeah. And F those guys, man. I'm they just want, want the, the money. They just want, want the, the money. Yeah. It'd be a great business if there were no artists. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I heard. Um, but, no, it's definitely my mom. My dad's, uh, he's always like the countryside, like John mm-hmm. Denver. Um he plays. He's also learning the guitar, like as similar as I am. So is my older brother, and they like to play a lot of country stuff. Um, Waylon Jennings. Uh, what's the other? Uh, the Highwaymen. All the Highwaymen guys. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah like Willie Nelson, uh, Johnny Cash, yeah. Chris Christopherson. Um, he's all about it. So that's he good. would have those random CDs in the back of his uh, uh, Ford ninety nine yeah. Ford oh, Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, what's this one? And then we play it and listen to it. Um, so both parents have always been into that, you know, older music as you know they're course older it's just like when they were because i graduated high school in like 82 mm-hmm. so they're just in the, in the heyday of all this yeah. when, when pop music was just you know phenomenal and yeah turning on the radio to the top 40 station with casey Kasem talking to you he's playing some good music yeah so not, not like today no no god no. Oh, god, god top 40 i change it um and then was there is there a specific memory that you have with your parents that revolves around music whether it was you were listening to a song or or uh a, an event or anything like that? Uh, well, my parents have always pushed me to mm-hmm. play music. They pushed all of us, my older brother and my younger brother, to play instruments. My little brother played the saxophone, violin. Eric played the trumpet. Um, and I played the saxophone as well. Um, now I'm playing the guitar, but after uh, like a 15-year yeah. hiatus <laughs> of playing anything uh, musical. But my parents have always been to that uh, kind of for the, uh, I guess, the mathematics, the kind of knowledge mm-hmm. aspect of learning an instrument. You're kind of supposed to be more well-rounded. Yeah. Uh, but of course, there's always the memories of whenever Bohemian Rhapsody would come on the radio, <laughs> and it's like mom, mom would blast it. My mom doesn't blast music. Yeah. Like the 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 bass setting in the car is like yeah. negative eleven. Yeah, like, she well, sees, there's, she's, there's, yeah, there's, she. There's no need for a bassist. Yeah. Just, just like erase that guy out of the band. There's no no need for him. Sorry, Ben. Ben is our bassist. Of course, from talking rock in the basement. Except when anyway. Shirley's here. Yes. Shirley's here. He'll yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's, yeah. On, yeah. he's on negative eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, you playing anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just Bohemian. You know, slamming our head or yeah. uh, head banging, head banging in the car with uh, <clears throat> the mom, Bohemian Rhapsody jamming. So that's the biggest memory. Yeah, and that's like <clears throat> I'm dying over here, Chris. <laughs> that's kind of the best memory. Um, listen to Queen so much as a kid, mm-hmm. so I don't really listen to Queen that much now. Yeah, Same yeah. with like ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Um, you just you, you can only hear those songs so many times. That's just all about the B sides and deep tracks. And of like, course, other good music. Yeah, um, but that's definitely a big memory that always sticks with me. Just, anytime it would it would be Bohemian Rhapsody and then All Star by Smash Mouth. By Smash Mouth, <laughs> those are the two songs, and then she would turn it up, and then we'd all sing it together. The big fans of Shrek. We love Shrek. Yes, got to. Of course, you got to. Um, I think it came out in ninety nine, ninety nine or two thousand. I can't remember. Yeah, that's which crazy. Shrek came out. Yeah, yeah. Twenty years, twenty year anniversary or something. I don't know when that came Jeez. out. But I know we got the VHS. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, you know you kind of watch uh, the tapes over and over. Oh like yeah, every yeah, night yeah. at eight, 8, yeah. 8 p.m. We 
put it in and then yeah. we fall asleep to it. And so, of course, we always love all the music to it. Yeah, ne- they never got old. No. No. No, never did. And it was... It's crazy how because people are obsessed with like Shrek two, three, four, and hate them. Apparently, want a five. And I hate all no, of those. No, yeah, no, Shrek, yeah, Shrek one. It's just the best. Yeah, just Shrek. It's too. It's easy. It's, it's too easy. simple. It's easy. Uh, and then you also spent some time in the army. I'm not sure if people are aware of this, um, but I, that's, try, I try to keep it under wraps. Yeah, Chris. that's where you met Jones. Yeah. Um, but another uh, strike of the army. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have had a lot of friends who have gone to different military branches, and that is kind of where they find their you know, themselves, if you want to say. But um, did your time in the Army have a big influence on the kind of music that you listened to? It definitely did. Because um, I didn't listen to country music, like, at all, minus some John Denver songs mm-hmm. and some uh, Chris Christopherson, like, those guys. I'm, I'm talking, like, modern country. Yeah. Like, that's how I got into Zach Brown Band. Yeah. Because ha- meeting Jones and hanging out with Henning and other buddy Plu, we would just hang out barbecue and then just listen to the new newest Zach Brown Band uh, mm-hmm. album on repeat. Yeah. And just... Um, you guys went to a few concerts, too. We you? did. Yeah, my first ever concert was to uh, well, it was Uncle Cracker <laughs> opened. Zach Brown Band was in the middle, and then uh, Kenny Chesney closed. Of course, it was a Kenny yeah. Chesney concert. Um, we didn't go in for Uncle Cracker. We watched all of Zach Brown Band, and I got uh, you know so intoxicated. Um, I did not. I was not present. Shame, for, for shame, yeah. shame indeed. So I, I think I slept the whole time. As long as good times were had, they always had. Yeah. So it was. Um, that's the. Country, because with like Toby Keith and Garth Brooks and uh, was George Strait, mm-hmm. um, I really got into them in the yeah. army because that's what a lot of dudes are from, like the Midwest or uh, Texas or wherever the hell in America, yeah. and they're like, "This is what we listen to." I'm, okay, because <laughs> um, I was just like, you know, you're 18, 19, 20, um, you're just kind of soaking everything in, mm-hmm. just kind of learning so much, um, just seeing what life is. Is this what life is? Yeah. It's like, no, no, but yeah. it's it's a good start. Because <laughs> you went in at eight, you went in right after high school, right? 18? Um, so I was 18, but it wasn't right after high school because I signed up. I took my oath or swore my oath mm-hmm. on July 15th, 2010. So the kind of 10-year anniversary yeah. just happened for that. And then I went to MEPS, which is the, uh, it's like where you go. I can't remember what it stands for. Something <laughs> station uh, where you go and kind of where you leave home and mm-hmm. then you, they, you go into the MEP building and then they take you out to yeah. basic training. Uh, it's where they process you there. Processing yeah, station. Pro- the processing center. <laughs> you do all, do all your uh, paperwork and nonsense. Um, <clears throat> but what the hell was I talking about, Chris? <laughs> uh, uh, going into the Army. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm dying. It's got the Rona. <clears throat> it's... Beating me. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting its rip shots in now. Yeah, I shouldn't have joined the army. <laughs> it got me. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> Type. And we're back. We're back. I am alive. I'm doing all right. But I went to MEPS in July and then um, went again in October. And then that's when I actually shipped out. Okay. So graduated June of 2010. And then finally went to basic, like October of 2010. Mm-hmm. So I had a good, uh, was it five, six months? I'm doing basically nothing. So it was uh, not, not unlike right now. Unlike, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, pandemic or quarantining before quarantine was cool. <laughs> and then sidestepping from kind of a music history really fast, you have this uh, 
this great love and great interest in comedy. And you mm-hmm. yourself have actually gone up and done stand-up, which is no easy feat. Yeah, it's an open mic. <laughs> I was there. I witnessed it. It was a good time. Um, but where did that come from? Was that something that you watched with your parents, or is that just something that came up recently? Oh, I've talked about my parents enough, Chris. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's something I've always wanted to do. Honestly, when I was a kid, probably middle school, I was like, Mom, you know, I always ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, I used to say entomologist because I was obsessed <laughs> with bugs. But I realized I was a moron. Yeah. Similar to as I am now, I literally cannot remember any of the questions. He just Chris got bigger. Um, but basically, in middle school, it all was. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I was watching all these documentaries, and I was like, this is what I want to do. And so I would, like, try... You know, obviously, Jerry Seinfeld's, like, the king of comedy. Mm-hmm. So I would, like, just, like, look at stuff. Just yeah. walk around, like, looking at stuff, and, like, write it down. I'm like, that's funny. And write it down, all this stuff. And I'd be like, Mom, what do you think? And show her this stuff. She's like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> but so, don't quit your day job. So I, I probably should have stuck with it, but I, as with everything, I psych myself out. So I'm like, I'm not funny. I'm too shy and too nervous mm-hmm. to do any of that not realizing that they're all shy and nervous and they're you know they're not these superstars all the time just because they're on stage it doesn't mean how they are oh yeah they're, they're people act- yeah and then you know as a kid everything just kind of overwhelms you similar to now honestly yeah. I'm, I'm extremely <laughs> overwhelmed by chris he keeps staring at me um so yeah I, i've always been interested i've always loved watching stand-up comedy like with um on comedy central mm-hmm. they would show repeats of uh, like old dan cook videos yeah um and a bunch of other comedians i can't even think about else oh i only remember dan cook as a kid that's all anybody ever watched as a kid like this guy is great yeah comedy central is definitely the channel to to watch um and then who is the uh the guy with the puppet the, the uh, yeah i know you're talking jeff, about jeff dunham yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, jeff, yeah i uh, purchased one of his uh, yeah. dvds i also like the blue collar comedy guys yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. thought they were the funniest i was like i'm a redneck i know it <laughs> And uh, all their all their bits, I love Larry the Cable Guy. Ron White is still mm-hmm. very very funny, hilarious. Um, Jeff Foxworthy, you know they're they're great. So you know I was hooked on that. And I was like, that sounds like pretty cool because similar to then to now, I still have basically like I don't know what to do. I don't mm-hmm. know what I want to do. I've yeah. done you know a few different jobs here and there, and I've hated everything I've <laughs> basically done. <laughs> so I'm gonna try something new. So yeah, the whole McDonald's radio- is next on the yeah, list. That's <sighs> next, and then I'm gonna try uh, radio. There's a uh, part-time board operator Ooh. in uh, Baltimore that's got my name on gotta it. Got to learn your stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, they pref- it, experience is preferred. Yeah. <laughs> it's preferred. I don't got it. Uh, hey, I got a podcast. Yeah. They slam the door in my face. Um, so that's basically what I'm trying to do. There's a local radio station uh, for Arlington, W-E-R-A, mm-hmm. uh, where it's local public radio. Yeah. And you can take classes there. I took one of their intro classes just kind of talking oh, about yeah, uh, yeah. broadcasting and like advertising and stuff. Um, but you have to take that class to take their other classes, kind of how to work, learn to work the equipment and kind of actually have radio shows there. But they have to be, you know, submitted mm-hmm. and approved to have a radio show. But I wanted to go there and just get some, uh, I guess, some experience, something I could put Some 101 down. knowledge. Right. Like, hey, I at least use that equipment. Not yeah. Everybody uses that equipment. I at least have something. But... A pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also costs money. It's like, you know, $100, $200 yeah. a class. And, you know, it's, uh, you don't make all the money in the world when you're a student. So, but I'm, that's what I have been doing for the past two years. 
going back to school, and it's I've really enjoyed it. Honestly, mm-hmm. my uh, second go around at the old community yeah. college thing, and it's um, it's been good, and I really enjoyed it. It's a lot better than the previous jobs I've done, and it's uh, it's all about growth and your future. Of so it's not like I, I'm already done. You yeah, know, you're out at your job. Like, this is it. Yeah. It's like, nope, I, I'm still dreaming. <laughs> so I got that going. There's for something me. else out there. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you're pursuing your dream. I'm trying. You know? <laughs> Another dream of yours. Uh, if you don't mind me mentioning. No, um, but you've recently picked up the guitar within the oh. past couple years. Trust me, I've definitely heard the improvement. Um, but when I was learning how to play drums, that was a big thing of when I would hear a song, the drums were the first thing I heard. Uh, are you finding now that you are, when you're listening to music, even songs that you've already heard, are you paying more attention to the guitarists and how they're playing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I look in First, like, are they strumming? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I love strumming. <laughs> strumming is a lot easier than like finger picking or uh, flat picking, mm-hmm. which you know you're hitting each individual string. So strumming, you're just like brush stroking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which if you heard in the intro for rock solo and even the intro for the uh, talking rock in the basement, mm-hmm. that's all strumming. Yeah, so I'm all about that. It. Is it's all Tom, easy. ladies and gentlemen? Oh yeah, <laughs> I try. Um, there's like th- two chords. Yeah, <laughs> just I do some fancy strumming pattern. Um, but like I listened to uh, Two Gunslingers yeah. by uh, Tom Petty off of the Into the Great Wide Open album. And I heard that, and I hadn't listened to it maybe in a, a year or so, honestly. Mm. Uh, if you haven't ch- uh, listened to it, definitely check it out. Um, but just hearing it, I was like, I heard the strumming, and I was like, that doesn't sound too difficult. Yeah. So I went on the computer the next day, because this was late at night when I listened to it, and I was... <laughs> I was sucking down some cold ones, yeah. so I was in no state <laughs> to uh, at least attempt to learn a new song. Um so then I, I picked that up honestly really quickly, mm-hmm. and I, I sent in a record. I said they were uh, recording yeah. to you, Chris, um, and it was a lot of fun. I thought it sounded pretty good. So yeah, yeah just there's, like there's nothing better than like kind of a budding musician per se is to being able to play something and it sounds like something. Um, whether it's a, whether it's a song that you're writing or a song that you're trying to cover or replicate, uh, there's there is no better feeling. It's just like it's like you've won a, like a like a game or like a level in a video game. It feels like you've unlocked something. You're like, okay, this is in my wheelhouse. I can do that. Um, but then uh, now, since you know, how long have you played the, played the guitar? Around two years. So now. it was the end of 2018. So a little over a year. Yeah, and a little half. over a year and a half. Yeah. I like I like the guitar also because. You can immediately notice the song, like yeah. you were just saying, yeah. like with the drums and like Ben's learning the bass. Yeah. And ben and I just had like a secret jam session yeah. where he playing the bass, and he was like, boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's uh, Hotel California. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I love like immediately playing the guitar. That's why I like the guitar so much because you can immediately, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, yeah. which or what the hell you're actually trying Tom, to. Tom play. also likes to bring it out at parties and and just strum it, and then all, yeah, everyone bring. goes, "Oh, we got a guitar player here." And oh. I mean, put it away. I put it away. And they <laughs> want more. No. Um, Jones usually controls the music at all parties. True. And, uh, I would not be heard. No. no. <laughs> Put that thing away. Seen but not heard. Um, and then are you are you having this new newfound respect for musicians now, now that you yourself Less. have been trying to write uh, lyrics, chords, songs? Um, are you? Do you have a more of a, an appreciation for what goes into kind of the songwriting process? I definitely do. Lyrics are really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best writer. Yeah. <laughs> I have been getting all A's on my research papers, though, lately, Chris. Um, but that's just... About log- lo- logical fallacies. Yes. Uh, well, next to uh, Rock Solo, yeah. it's all about logical fallacies, sit tight, people. And logical fallacies in rock and roll. Yeah. No, but I mean, school's just all about putting the work in. You put yeah. work in, it's fine. But with like being an artist, even with like broadcasting and mm-hmm. being a personality, you have to have skill, yeah. you know, talent. 
you don't have to you don't have to any skill or talent yeah. to be good at school. Just yeah. put the work in, you'll be fine. Which I guess is similar to anything else. Just put mm-hmm. the work in, and you'll obviously improve. But you know, my, the, if the stories are crap, yeah, <laughs> I, I put a lot of work into writing these stories. Of course, I got my song called "Rotten Turnips" right now. It's not exactly riveting stuff, but it's something. Because um, uh, we were driving down a road near my parents' house, and it, it smelled smelled terrible. And I was like, "Mom, what is that?" She's like, "It's uh, rotten turnips." And I was like, "That sounds like a name of a song." It I wrote does. down, and I've been trying to write it. Basically, that was a year ago. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, songwriting and, and producing and stuff like uh, Benny Blanco, who's a, a producer. He's produced Katy Perry, like any big hit, like in like the summer of like. The, you know, 2015 to now he's produced and he does not know how to play any instrument, but it's, it's all just about him. He hears something and he goes that that's, that's good. And then you can, you know, you can put it here, combine it with that. But, but in an interview, he was like, so, you know, the interview was like, uh, so do you play the piano? He goes, Oh no, I don't know how to play, you know, I don't, I don't know how to play any instrument, but it's yeah. just about, you know, hearing it. And, um, yeah, he's got, he's got the ear and that's definitely a skill yeah. and definitely a talent. Um, my ear, I because I've in, been in doing a lot of research lately and uh, looking at different guitars because I mm-hmm. want to purchase different acoustic. I want to purchase an electric. You know, there's no money. There's no yeah. money. I, I don't have any no, money, no, no, no. but I have a lot of aspirations. Uh, of course, yeah. So, Just put, put it in the cart. Yeah, oh, it's all in the cart. <laughs> um, so I've actually been looking up, like, what the hell is the difference of, like, this Strat versus mm-hmm. this Gibson or this Les Paul? And, like, kind of, obviously, there's design differences, but it's, like, all the, this, like, the technical differences. Technical you differences know. and different little buttons, a whammy bar. Yeah. No, nobody has a whammy bar anymore that I've found. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I don't understand those differences. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do I need this? So that's why I want to purchase a relatively cheap or inexpensive uh, electric guitar. So it kind of be my, uh, I don't know, welcome into this whole Yeah, you kind of experiment world. with it and mm-hmm. mess around with it. And, you know, if it something breaks, it's not the end of the world because yeah. you didn't drop five grand on it. Right, when the jam sessions get real uh, yeah. exciting and I slam <laughs> yeah. it. Ah, like, the, the like no, Tom, not again. Peter Townsend going nuts on stage. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's the 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 ear is getting better. Like if I hear mm-hmm. a, a G chord, I'm like, yeah. that's a G chord. Yeah, because that's like my favorite chord. My first <laughs> chord I ever played on guitar was a G chord. You tried to teach me. Yeah, this one's. I tried to teach John as well. He's yeah. like, my, my fingers don't go that yeah. way, Tommy. Uh, and I was like, well, you got to practice, you know. And, nope. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm the guitar guy, okay? Ooh. No no Ooh. room for a second. Ooh. Unless they're way better than me. Unless then, they, yeah. Then, yeah, get in here. <laughs> then I get kicked out of the band. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, speaking of chords and stuff, um, I did have kind of a hypothetical question for you. Yeah. Um, would you rather have a very successful, very simple song, like a three-chord song, which most, most songs are three-chord yes. songs, or a less successful, more complex song that you yourself are more proud of? Um, well, I, I, honestly, my cor- my, the two songs I've kind of written, <laughs> my Rotten Turnups, it's just two chords. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones like three chords. So that's my ability. Yeah. Of course, your ability goes up, then you want to make it more technical and also be a great song. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to be like, you pick up a song, people like these beginner guitarists are already killing it, and all of a sudden they're playing better than you, and, you know, I don't want any of that. Um, so right now, I would take anything. Yeah. I just want, like, you know, something that just makes, you know, the friends be like, okay, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that's what that that's all that I want, you know. I don't I don't have any aspirations to become, like, big and famous or have any mm-hmm. hit songs or anything like that. I honestly... Just want to have more excuses to hang out with the guys. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I tell Lex, she's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't, ha- we can't do date night. Yeah. We have band practice. Yeah. So I'm really sorry. It's like, oh. <laughs> you know, it, 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 
We got we got to play at the Copperwood Tavern next yeah. week. You know, <laughs> I would love to be playing at the local bars. Not mm-hmm. about Whitlow's. That's yeah, that's no, 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 that's no, big no, leagues. No, I'm no, talking no, about no, like, no, hey, no, we're at no. just some random ass restaurant, and we're in the back, just like dun, 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 you know, just yeah. Strawman and Chris is sitting on his box. He's just banging it because <laughs> the place is too small for a, a whole drum drum kit. Um, so I'm all about just. I would love to just get in front of a few people and just control the room and just have fun. Control the room. I like yeah. it. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, yeah. Thanks, I, I I control the atmosphere right in here. And we're yeah. going to have a good time. The guy who controls the thermostat. Yeah, yeah. Like, I control uh, it. I control like, it. We'll, 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 uh, see, we'll see. Uh, we're hot <laughs> as hell up on the stage. Um, and then do you think in nowadays, especially with cancel culture and, and everything kind of on the rise, do you think music like musicians now, um, do you think musicians get too tied to their music? Sure. I don't know. I, people tie everything to everything. Like if you uh, said some tweet 15 yeah. years ago, if I called you a fat B or I was yeah. <laughs> almost going to say some crazy, some crazy stuff. If I said that 22 years ago and then it comes up, you know, it's, it's a weird time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this eventually blows over and people realize how ridiculous yeah. they're sounding and just don't give those people any limelight or any time of day. Cause that's really the problem is, is people, uh, businesses and people like actually listening to these people complaining about nothing Yeah, just cause they want their time in the sun or like they see something in the newspaper, like this whole, I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. This, whole, this thing is being canceled. It's like, I did that. Yeah. It's like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. You just, and do you think that, I mean, do you think, you know, it is a fairly popular, I, don't, I hate to call it a movement, but it's happening, yes. you know? Yeah. But do you think that something like this is going to change the music industry or the, you know, entertainment industry sure. as far as producers or directors or head honchos getting sacked for whatever they've been accused for? Well, so- sometimes it's rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Oh, we absolutely. Got, uh, the whole Kesha experience yeah. where that producer was just bullying her yeah. terribly. It's like, there it's like it's that with the whole sexual sexual harassment me too kind of started out in mm-hmm. like with the right mindset yeah. and then it kind of turned into a witch hunt yeah you know um which you know i don't you can't just blanket everything no not at all of course that is not true or saying this all happened you know it's life is a lot more complicated than that but of course you know i think it'll definitely change just with the whole music or the whole movie business with mm-hmm. harvey weinstein and all that stuff um but i guess if you say some crazy stuff in a song, come, yeah. comes up. But I mean, we all know One in a Million by uh, Guns N' Roses. Well, yeah. So <clears throat> Axel's untouchable, and I don't want. I, I didn't want to bring that up to say Axel did anything wrong. He, no, absolutely. No, he had of his song and it was very aggressive. You know, just because somebody has a song and you don't agree with it, you don't always get it. It's not like always mm-hmm. at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, it, life is not that simple. Like it's, it's like maybe he said that from a different perspective, or it's yeah. just. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I was actually going to bring up is right now that they are, you know, they're canceling episodes of shows. Yeah. Not like, not like the whole show, but we're going to take this episode out because it's a little too, a little too touchy. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's very dangerous because in uh, 20 years, you're like, is that a big deal then? Mm -hmm. And you're missing out on this culture and this art where you deemed isn't uh, appropriate. So I'm all about, um, Everybody just seeing whatever they want. Yeah. You know, if don't control me, yeah. I won't control you. We're <laughs> Tom, just hanging out. Tom can't time. control you. No, no. <laughs> no, no ability to control anybody <laughs> physically or uh, with Mo- their minds. Emotionally. <laughs> or uh, tele, telekinetis. What's the word? Telekinesis? <laughs> yeah, that, that no be able to. No ability to control that aspect. T- Telephonists? Yeah, t- uh, my telephonist abilities <laughs> are lacking. Uh, and then my final question for you, Tom. Oh, the heat um, is almost off. We know that uh, you're a huge Tom Petty's fan. Mm-hmm. 
uh, tried and true. Is there a Tom Petty song that you are not a huge fan of? When it comes on, doesn't necessarily mean that you won't listen to it, but when you hear it, you go, we could skip this one. Uh, free Fallen. Yeah. Because I've heard it so many times, and honestly, I learned to play on the guitar, and I've probably played it more than I've actually <laughs> ever listened to it. So I kind of beat that one to the ground for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but a reason why I like Tom Petty and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and even Mudcrutch and Traveling Wilburys yeah. is honest, well, maybe tra- not Traveling Wilburys, <laughs> their second album, I don't really like all the songs. First album, Traveling Wilburys is amazing. Um, but I basically like all of Tom Petty's songs. Mm-hmm. Like I've listened to his entire discography, and I like basically all of them. Uh, there's some crazy deep stuff, uh, like the album Mojo yeah. has some like kind of blues stuff. But it's a great album. Mm-hmm. It's just a very bluesy, just kind of a completely different feel than all his other albums. Mm-hmm. Not as the kind of rock and roll. And it's a Heartbreakers album. Yeah, which is kind of surprising because that's kind of the reason he came up with those solo albums of uh, Full Moon Yeah, Fever when did that? Did they come Flowers. out? They came out before Echo, right? Or after? Mojo came out in 2010. Oh, after yeah. Echo. And Echo <laughs> came out in like '98. Yeah, okay. Echo's a great album too. Which we're we're talking about uh, overrated and underrated yeah. epi- uh, albums on this week's episode of Talking Rock in the Basement. So make sure you tune in. Tune for that one. in. It's uh, either come out Friday or Saturday. We haven't figured out when. When we're all going to meet and figure this all out. Socially distant, of course. Yeah, we're not going to get anywhere near each no. other. No. Tom, wow. Tom and I are 20 feet apart right, right. now. Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, thanks for asking me such good questions. Um, but yeah, free falling. Definitely yeah. free falling. Uh, just because I've heard it so many times. Um, and it's on the radio all the time. Yeah, like, oh, all yeah. All the time. Yeah, 101 uh, or 100.3. Lexi gets it all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, she, she's just working, she's driving the whole time, just working yeah. the buttons, just yeah. changing, you listen to each second or each uh, station for just a second. Um, so it's fine. You know, it's like I heard it so many times and I'll hear it again. I can listen anytime I want. I got Apple Music, baby. And then is there a favorite cover of a Tom Petty song that you have? Mm, uh, I know that, you know, John Mayer has uh, that free fall in and, you know, but, but is there another one that you've heard or? That's a really good question, Chris. I was, of course, immediately John Mayer. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard a cover of John Mayer's cover of Free Fallen. Oh, gosh. I was like, what? Yeah. Who covers what a is cover? this? Yeah. Like the, the exact style of yeah. format he did. Yeah. So I thought that was one of the more ridiculous things I've ever heard. Um, who covers Tom Petty's? Uh, I'm trying to think if Zach Brown Band ever did it in concert. They did Bob Seeger, that was really good. Mm-hmm. I think they did Night Moves. Um, it was covered. Uh, Miley Cyrus did. A bunch of people did Wildflowers. Yeah, Miley Cyrus did do Wildflowers. I, I'm not saying that's my favorite by any means. It's good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came to my mind. Well, yeah, right after he, right after, right after he passed, a bunch of musicians, yeah. you know, put covers out or played his songs at concerts or, mm-hmm. um, right the the Florida. Uh, Gainesville, yeah. Florida Gators, mm-hmm. yeah, a whole, a whole, yeah, uh, whole arena, a, the yeah. whole stadium, yeah. saying "Free Fallen" or something. So maybe that one. <laughs> a bunch of randoms. I, I, I don't know another one. I'm trying I to think. think like Stevie Nicks did one. I know that, you know, she oh, was... I love Stevie Nicks playing, uh, singing You Wreck Me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that 2006 Gainesville 30-year mm-hmm. anniversary. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. So I'd say that one. I love her singing You Wreck Me. Um, of course, love seeing her, singing her, and seeing her. S- seeing sing. her sing. <laughs> seeing her sing uh, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. That one's always mm-hmm. really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know any other covers. <laughs> I, I usually go to the source for my Tom Petty mm-hmm. songs, so that's a good question, Chris. Uh, well, I'm glad you liked it. I think I survived. You, yeah, we made it through. <laughs> Not really. I had some trouble. Uh, Chris asked me a question, then I got on some tangent, and I'm like, what the hell was the question? We had to pause it, and we got to listen to this. Well, how long has this been, Chris? 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> flying by, baby. Uh, we got to go back and listen to this and see what the hell I actually said. <laughs> We're going to have to edit this heavily. Get it to take it down to 15 minutes. Right, it'll be 15 <laughs> minutes. That's all that's salvageable. I understand. Um, but, but yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, Tom. Uh, thanks <laughs> for uh, letting me be here, Chris. I was like, words, heart. Uh, I'm trying to like have a career and like this, but I can't like speak or do anything. My mind is just like. Is this the first time you've been interviewed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, usually do the, I usually do the interviews, and I don't do those very well either. I'd love to see a job interview then. Oh, dude, train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Target, they're like, uh, you want to work here? Yeah, okay, you're good. And then you're fired. Um, and I was like, what? But yeah, we don't need to bring my personal business into this one. <laughs> All right, Chris, I'm out. Uh, but, you know, thanks for gone. having me. I uh, always have a good time in this dirty-ass basement. Ooh. No, very clean basement. Very clean. Mrs. Spotless. Mrs. K, I didn't say that. We got to edit that. Spotless. It looks great. I love the feel. I love jamming here. I love hanging out. Um, well, great. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Uh, yes, like Tom said, talk and, rocking, talk and rock in the basement. Friday or Saturday, keep an eye out. Uh, this has been your host, Chris, uh, and we'll see you next time.